Cynthia A. Thomas is a licensed counselor in the state of Maine. She is also licensed and ordained with the International Church of Foursquare Gospel. Cynthia's teaching is focused on ordinary people learning an extraordinary way of loving God and loving others. Where church isn't a building, it's people learning together and encouraging each other to follow the teaching of Jesus. Thanks for joining today, and now here is Cindy with today's focus. What is spiritual warfare? I've used that term many times, and in my previous podcasts, I imagine it's pretty clear that I believe we are living in a fallen world from the Garden of Eden. I also believe that we are at war with the enemy of God who is identified as the devil or Satan with his army of demonic beings. If you want more of my comments on that, you can listen to my earlier podcast titled Halloween and the Fear Factor. So, what does spiritual warfare actually look like? I've been a Christian almost 40 years now. In fact, April marks my 40th rebirthday. In that time, I've seen some interesting things in the body of Christ trying to identify what spiritual warfare looks like. And I'll be the first to admit that some of our actions have been a bit, well, bizarre. <laughs> In past podcasts, I've talked about Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, the armor of God. So I'm going to do a little series of podcasts here on the armor of God. Let's read that passage. Ephesians 6, starting with verse 10, and I'm going to 18. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Stand therefore, having fastened the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness. And as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit, with all prayer and supplication. And to that end, keep alert, with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. This starts out saying in Ephesians 6.10, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. First of all, we need to recognize that it's not about us and our ability and strength. Be strong in the Lord, we're told. Philippians 4.13 says, 
I can do all things through him, being Christ, who strengthens me. There's a saying that goes around when we are under physical and emotional pressure of life that God won't give me more than I can handle. They say that and it sounds a little like Eeyore talking if you've watched Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> On more than one occasion, people have said that to me when I've been under extreme pressure. And I think and actually sometimes say, yeah, well, I wish he didn't have so much confidence in me. As I felt, I was emotionally drowning in the situation I was in. Finally, one day, God opened my eyes as to why I just could never receive that saying and why it always annoyed me to hear it. The truth is, stuff happens in this life that is more than I can handle. That's a fact, and I've proven that fact more than once in my years on this earth. And some of the things in this life they are more than we can personally handle. So where is our strength to withstand the intense squeeze pressures of this life? Matthew 28, 18, Jesus speaking. And he said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. When we ask Jesus to be Lord of our lives and dedicate ourselves to following Jesus as his disciple, the Holy Spirit comes into our separated from God in the fall, spirit of humanity, and we become born again. The Holy Spirit comes into us, infusing our spirit and actually recreating in us that eternal connection to God so that we become a completely new spiritual being of light in Jesus Christ. When we bow our lives to Jesus, we are immediately transferred from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of Christ, taking our place as the adopted children of God our Father in heaven. We are born as new spiritual babies on our way in a lifelong growth process from glory to glory toward the likeness of Jesus. 2 Corinthians 3.18 Colossians 1.27 tells us that the mystery that's been hidden is now revealed, which is Christ in you, Christ in us, the hope of glory. But that part doesn't happen unless we receive Christ and ask him into our lives. Revelation tells us that Jesus is standing at the door and knocks. And the question becomes, will we open the door of our lives and say, yes, Jesus, come in. I want to follow you. So we start this spiritual warfare journey by understanding that we can do all things only through Christ who strengthens us. In fact, Jesus tells us in John 15, 5, that apart from him, we can do nothing. What that means is when we live life separated from the power of Christ in us, we will come to the end of ourselves 
and then we will have nothing else to draw from. However, if we have Christ in us, the hope of glory, then Romans and Ephesians tells us some good news. Romans 8, 11, if the spirit of him who raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Ephesians 1, 19 and 20. And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his great might, that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places. Hallelujah. We are told that the same power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead actually dwells in us if we belong to Jesus. The question becomes, how much available power do we need beyond the power that can raise from the dead? And the verse goes on. It tells us Christ is seated at God's right hand in heavenly places, picking up Ephesians 1, going 21 through 23. He's seated in heavenly places far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Christ has authority and dominion over how many things put under his feet? All things. Christ in his headship gave authority and dominion to his body, the church, over what things? All things. However, the body cannot move without guidance from the head. Ephesians 6.10 Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Operating in the strength of the might of Jesus can only be done in union with him after we receive rebirth into the kingdom of light, and only in obedience to following him after that. We can be born into the kingdom and go about life with little or no power because we won't do things God's way, or in his time, or with his eternal perspective in our own attitudes. And our attitude can be everything sometimes. We must be close to Jesus with our attitudes submitted to him, taking complete guidance from the Holy Spirit as he connects us with Jesus, our head. So how does spiritual warfare begin? By aligning ourselves in the truth of the written and living word of God and taking our strength from the power of the might of Christ's authority. You see, we don't have to feel strong to be strong because it's not about us. It's about Jesus. Think about a police officer standing in a street intersection. When he or she raises their hand, traffic stops. When they motion to go one way or another, traffic follows the one giving the signals. 
Does traffic stop or move because the police officer is personally strong or feeling really good that day? If that police officer is standing there with a fever and a headache and wishing to go home, when they raise their hand feeling weak and sick, what happens? Traffic stops. If that officer just had a fight with their spouse and is feeling emotionally spent and they lift their hand toward the traffic, what will happen? Traffic stops. Why? Not because of how the officer may feel at any given moment, but because of the authority backing up that person. You mess with that person, you mess with the whole system of authority and law, and there will be consequences. When we are in spiritual warfare, it doesn't matter what personal shape we might be in, because when we stand and fight, it cannot be in our own strength and authority. The only reason Satan and his demonic realm are the least bit afraid of us is because of the one who has all authority in heaven and earth and lives in his people, covering his people with his very own armor. If Satan messes with a child of God, he messes with the whole of heaven and there will be consequences. Now, it may not be the consequences we want to see in the moment, but make no mistake, there is a day of reckoning coming and there will be consequences and the demonic realm knows that. So, we must start spiritual warfare from the point of being fully in submission to Jesus so that we are standing with Christ in us, with hearts submitted to his word and going forward in his might. Let's read the next two verses, Ephesians 6, 11, and 12. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil for we do not wrestle with flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. Here we see that we need special armor that God gives us in order to stand against what the Amplified Bible translates schemes as the strategies and deceits of the devil. And we are reminded that it may be flesh and blood we're dealing with in person, but the real wrestling battle is against what's behind the fallen flesh, which is the rulers and authorities and cosmic powers over this time of darkness on the earth. It is against spiritual forces of evil. And it doesn't matter how weak you may feel. In fact, Paul says in 2 Corinthians 12, 10, when I am weak, then I am strong. I think we're strong in our weakness because we realize really quickly that we've come to the end of ourselves 
and we are now fully, consciously engaged and dependent on Christ and calling out to Him. We'll talk more about this next time. But for this time, spend the week seeking God about what it means for you personally to live your life submitted to the written and living Word of God, Jesus Christ, and what it means to live your life in the power of His strength and not your own. If you seek God, He will teach you by His Holy Spirit, which is in you. So keep on keeping on in Jesus, everyone. Till next time. And that concludes today's segment. We hope to see you next time as you learn the extraordinary ways of loving God and others.